Hello and welcome to the AA Ireland Podcast Season 2, Episode 6. My name is Blake Boland. And I'm Paddy Common. This week we are talking toll increases, EV charging increases, electric vans, do they work? And we talked to Pat Ryan and Ed Kelleher from IMI Ireland about the new Great Wall manufactured Aura Funky Cat. But we have to pay the bills somehow, so here's a word from our sponsors. Are you thinking of renewing or shopping around for car insurance to get the best deal? The AA is one of Ireland's top car insurance inter- intermediaries and we've been providing car insurance for nearly 40 years. The AA has teamed up with some of the top insurers to compare quotes so you get the best level of cover to suit your needs at the right price. We also do the price checks so you don't have to. To find out more go to the AA.ie. AA Ireland Limited Trading as AA Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Blake Boland, good afternoon. Good afternoon Paddy. Good well, evening at this stage, yeah, Good evening. It's uh, it's Tuesday evening, the 22nd of November, and we are talking increases this week. Not a great week for the motorists. Now, hold the presses, stop the presses. We have just done our fuel price survey and petrol prices are down. They're back six cents a litre compared to uh, just a month ago. So there is a reduction. So a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But by and large, it's been... Not a great week for the motors. First of all, this week we saw toll increases across the country. All tolls except the Port Tunnel. Yeah, it's just blow after blow, isn't it, over the last half year or so. Now, I know you mentioned there prices have gone back a little bit for some of the fuels, but, you know, it's going from really, really bad to just quite bad. <laughs> just <laughs> bad. Yeah, the, 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 the toll increases were it's a, it were... It was and is a strange story because it came out... In the Irish Times who broke the story earlier in the week and they had reported that the tolls were going to go up to the maximum allowed under the agreements with the public-private partnerships. So we were seeing some of the M50 going up 20, 30 cents depending on how you paid for it, be it via toll, tag, camera, pay go whatever. Some of the other roads were going up 10 cents but some of the larger hauliers we're facing big bills because obviously of the incremental increases for you know trucks vans etc there was quite a lot of backlash and i think blake was probably down to timing as well because let's face it everyone is worried about costs right now yeah it's across the board isn't it it's it's household utilities it's the price of uh, clothes that you're paying for it's your bread everything's gone up and sometimes it's the straw that breaks the camel's back we know this okay you could say it's only just 20 or 30 cent here or there but that adds up for a lot of people and they've been squeezed so tight that any little extra blow at the moment really hurts so blake just a couple of days after the announcement then of toll increases across the country so that was friday we had the toll uh, story then Yesterday, Monday, we had news of further increases and these were for electric vehicle customers. So customers of the eCars, ESB charging network, public charging network, we're going to see an increase of what, 50%? Yeah, yeah, about 50, you know, sometimes 48, sometimes 51%. Let's just call it 50% for the public chargers on the ESB network. So a massive increase and it's really eroding those gains that EV drivers would have been making on the savings because if you're charging at these real high power chargers now, you're approaching parity with just driving costs, you know, on fuel alone with with the likes of of a frugal diesel. I'll read you out some of the increases in charges here. So standard charging and charging points putting out less than 22 kilowatts will increase from 33 cents per kilowatt hour 
to 50 cents per kilowatt hour, a 51.4% increase. Fast charging of 50 kilowatts will increase from around 39 cents per kilowatt hour to 58 cents per kilowatt hour, a 48.7% increase. And high powered chargers, um, which are over 50 kilowatts, will increase by 45.9% from 42 cents per kilowatt hour to 61 cents per kilowatt hour. Now these prices, big asterisks, are for people who take out a monthly subscription which is four euro and seventy nine per month. Paysago customers pay fractionally more for each of those charges. Can you maybe give us an exact an example of you know real world examples of what that would look like? So say we the examples that we had used early in the week were a Nissan Leaf and then the top selling car, the ID four. So what will that price look like in real terms? Yeah, well, drivers of the likes of an ID4, now that's got a 77 kilowatt hour usable battery. So that's the capacity of the energy inside it. So they're going to see, drivers of this car are going to see a full charge now costing just under 40 euros at a standard charger. And then if you go up to use one of the high power chargers, you're looking at about 47.50. And that's up from 32.50 before. So that's just a gigantic sum of money to pay. Now, something like an ID4 is, you know, a solid 400, 450 kilometer car in general. But if you're going from Dublin to Cork, you can knock that down to to about 300, very late 200. So all of a sudden, if you have charged up exclusively on the high power chargers, you're kind of that 35, 40 euros for your trip down to, to Cork. You know, when we were, might have had this conversation two years ago and it was a fraction of that because this isn't the first increase that we've seen from ESB in the last few months. So is there a quantifiable point where, and look, we're, we're obviously going to put aside the, the issue that an EV is much cleaner than a petrol or diesel car, but what point would the two meet? So if electricity reached, you know, 80 cents, or you know, sixty cents. What would be the point where you'd be around the same price as running a petrol or diesel car? Yeah, and I, I'm glad you touched on that point there because it is important to remember this is just purely for that journey and that kilometers yeah. covered. If we start going into you know the the cost of the of ownership and total, they're still far cheaper for maintenance stuff. But we we reckon it's in that kind of early seventy cent mark now. You know the price of petrol diesel is fluctuating all mm. the time. It's coming on which back car. actually from where we were last month. Yeah, yeah but we're we're looking at in in and around that seventy. So if you are charging exclusively on those high power chargers on the ESB, you're you're not far off parity at this stage. But having said that, you know, this on, on a motorway trip, obviously you're going back into the city, the EV gets even cheaper again. So it you can't ever say exactly, but it's, it's And if you're that. using Ionity, which is without a subscription, that can be what, seventy three cents? In round. Yeah, they're up into the eighties, you know, at the full price. But there's various different um cards that you can get. So you know you're on like a, a program or a membership scheme almost which makes it a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Now, Friday afternoon, you and I set out on a, a small adventure. We set out in two electric vans. Now, what was the point of this? You've been sitting editing a, a video which is now on YouTube. If you ha- uh, if you do if you haven't gone to our YouTube channel, please do so because this one in particular we are quite proud of because it's a review of two electric vans, but it is with a twist. Blake set the scene. Yeah, we put a lot of time into this one and it's great to get real life practical examples. You know, what is an electric van and what can it do? We could throw out numbers and efficiency and all this stuff. But we said, no, do you know what? Let's give the day over to this and let's do an experiment. So we got two fully electric vans. I had the magnificent Maxxis E-Deliver 3, you know, which is 
maybe a little bit smaller than your kind of standard transit um, and then you had the Peugeot e-partner the long wheelbase yeah. ones so kind of similar price um, similar capacity similar power similar range you know give or take 10 one minutes. a bit more car like than the other but mm. um, but two but two usable EV vans oh and what what are people's concerns about an electric commercial vehicle? Well, it, it's range, really, isn't it? I mean, that's the big thing that it comes down to. So what did we do on the day, Paddy? We wanted to do two things. You know, one was just the review. Let's, let, you know, let's go through the maxes, the buttons, you know, what sort of payload can take and all these kind of things. But then also compare that to the Peugeot and see how they match up. But we put a twist on it as well because it wasn't just about reviewing the two vans. We wanted to find something else out, Paddy, didn't we? Yeah, well, we wanted to see what happens when you put some payload into these vehicles because there's no, it's all very good driving these things around empty but the concern that people have and even the concern that people in the yard we were in and a shout out to, to Wogans and Drada who were very very helpful with this we they people are concerned that if you put something in the back of an EV a, a decent payload that the range is going to dissolve so our task was very simple we drove an 80 kilometre route totally empty and then, thanks to Wogan's Indrahada, we put 500 kilograms of concrete bags on pallet into the back of each one. Um, so look, tell us about the route. Break down the route for us, because we started off in, in, our, in where we live in Drahada. Yeah, yeah, so went, went from, from Wogan's, um, cut across to, to Colin, um, then up to RD and up to... You know you're a blow-in. It's Cullen. Uh, Cullen, Cullen. Cullen <laughs> Don't well, we have letters from, from, we'll have letters from loud saying, who's that fella calling it Cullen? Cullen, okay. Cullen. Cullen, yeah. right. Cullen with an O. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we went from, from there, then up through RD to Dundalk, um, stopped off in a Circle K garage just beside uh, Dundalk IT, and then headed back down the motorway to, to get back to, to Wogan. So it was a real mixture of a bit of town driving between Cullen, RD, yeah. Dundalk and Drogheda, uh, obviously back roads and country roads, and then also a blast down the motorway. So were we trying to do anything in particular, hypermiling, no aircon? No, that defeats the purpose. I mean, these are working vehicles. Um, you know, time is money for, for people and they need to keep on the move. So we just, you know, we went as fast as we could, but obviously safely and within the speed limits. We weren't hanging back. We had the heating on, you know, demisters whenever we needed. And give us an idea of the you know, rough capacity and motor size of these vehicles. Yeah, so the Peugeot e-partner has a 50 kilowatt hour battery. 45 of that is usable and that's the standard platform that we're seeing in the E2008 the Citroen EC4 you know rolled out across Stellantis Group so it has precedent oh yeah this has been in you know, hundreds of thousands uh, of vehicles already and then we have the Maxxis so that's a Chinese brand from SAIC Motor um, and they also own the MG brand actually as well that has a 52 and a half kilowatt hour battery and about 50 of that is usable so Maxxis had you know 10-12% bigger battery but then again it's a bigger blockier van with a much bigger cargo load capacity and internal capacity as well so we expected oh maybe the efficiency will be a bit lower so are we talking creature comforts air conditioning apple car play that kind of thing yeah heated seats um like two excellent vans you know one um i we i think we both agreed that the maxis was a little bit more utilitarian that kind of wipe clean surface um and i was very surprised with the beautiful partner i mean very much car like wasn't it yeah you could quite happily drive that around as an everyday vehicle you didn't really feel shortchanged at all in that and, and and certainly you know really nice seats very comfortable the Maxxis for me had a, a a much more robust 
but like a kind of a van where you'd throw stuff in the back you wouldn't really care you wouldn't care if it got dusty you'd be throwing your notebooks on the on the on the dashboard whereas the Peugeot you could maybe you know drive to the cinema in the evening and collect your missus and she yeah. wouldn't be too grumpy yeah. with you a little her. bit more refined uh, that third seat um, up at the front as well but you know for me it was kind of the, the, the Maxxis is that little bit cheaper kind of you know it was at 8 or 10% cheaper 3000 mm. euros thereabouts a good bit bigger inside um, you know and a, a good extra range as well you know one thing that didn't quite make the video Paddy because um, I, I drove the Peugeot e-partner at home and we were thinking about 20% but before I'd gotten home even two or three kilometres down the road it was starting to, to blink at me saying you know low charge now so the, the Maxxis does have a good bit more range in it um, and you know it's like it, if, you're, if I'm a plumber or something like that absolutely I'm going for the Maxxis all day but for me personally just moving stuff around the car like feel of the, the Peugeot made it a bit nicer so if you want to go over to the YouTube channel and watch the whole video, please do. But the conclusion was quite an odd one. It was not expected. And that's why people have to go and watch the video, of course. But yeah, we do we want to summarize it? <laughs> no, I think I think we I think we will let people go and watch it for themselves. But I think what we can say is that it was surprising in a good way in, in terms of both the performance on, on each vehicle. And I think it might allay some of the fears that people would have about getting into one. Yeah, I'd say people have the idea if you throw 500 kilos of cement mix in the back of your van, you're going to destroy the range. And the results were surprising. Moving away from that, a vehicle that's been getting an awful lot of headlines over the last couple of weeks, and you know we've seen various YouTube videos, and and you you know your own colleague Derek Riley had had done an excellent review on his channel, and it's a car we will see here is the Aura Funky Cat. Now, an unusual name. Very. What is an Aura Funky Cat? It's another uh, Chinese car that that's coming over to to Europe now. Um, very good value great specs fantastic specs for the price and it's another car a little bit like the mg4 that we reviewed on the channel there recently that's just putting down a marker for a lot of the the uh, established european makers now, i was in it this week now i haven't driven it yet i was a passenger how how would you describe i would certainly have my way of describing how it looks it, it looks like the you know a merger united nations of lots of different car designs there's a little bit of Porsche 911 there there's definitely some Beetle there's absolutely some Mini there yeah. there's some Fiat 500 at the back and then some people think the silhouette is like the first generation Nissan Leaf oh well yeah the footprint is exactly the same as a Volkswagen Golf and the dimensions are exactly the same as a Volkswagen ID3 yeah I mean it, it does well for internal space doesn't it apart from the boot but in terms of uh, the, the passenger's it seems to do quite well. For me, I think this car is going to be an absolute rip-roaring success. You reckon? Oh, yes. Okay, even though it's just followed on the heels of, of the MG4 being announced? Yeah, because, I, you know, the MG4 is undoubtedly going to be a success. Neither, you know, they have decent supply, but they don't, neither of them has, I imagine, unlimited supply, although both companies are saying that they are incredibly confident, confident about what they will get in terms of supply, especially... I am uh, who we spoke to. So I was in the offices of I am Group Ireland this week and I sat down with firstly Ed Kelleher, who is the product guru from their company and he knows everything about this product. He really does. And he gave me a very in-depth presentation about the product. And we spoke to him firstly, and then that's followed up by a chat with Pat Ryan, who is a former colleague of mine and a man and the managing director of 
I am Group Ireland. So we've just had our first look at the amazing Aura Funky Cat and we're joined by the product guru about this car here for Ireland, Edmund Kelleher. Ed, this car is really, really impressive and I think it's one that will take an awful lot of people by surprise. Can you give us a, a very brief overview of the offering for Ireland? Yeah, sure, Paddy. Um, so Aura Funky Cat, it's an all new uh, brand, it's an all new product into, into Ireland. Um, and it's very much on point for what the market needs right now. So um, we'll have two offerings. Um, we'll have 300 Pro and 400 Pro Plus. Um, but I suppose more importantly, the size of the vehicle, the size of the vehicle is on par with that same footprint as a Golf, uh, as the current Golf. Dimensionally speaking, it's almost identical to the ID3 and to the Hyundai Kona. Um, it's very well priced, a very competitive starting price of just five euro short of 32,000 uh, euro. Um, it comes with really, really good specification. It comes with a five-star end cap. It comes with a five-year unlimited mileage warranty, five-year roadside assistance, um, and it uh, it has a range of either 310 kilometers or 420 kilometers, depending on which model you choose. Obviously, yeah, I was going to say people in, in Ireland are still, when they're buying EVs, are concerned about range. Less so, I think it's becoming less of a of, of an issue, but. You know, one of the main selling points with this is how it looks. It's you know, obviously this is audio, but we'll we'll uh, we'll send on a link in the in the description to show you what it looks like. But it's a stunning looking car. It's really quirky and it kind of lives up to its funky uh, name, right? Yeah, yeah, very funky, and that's kind of we've 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 presented the car at many public events here in Ireland, and that's always the initial uh, um, reaction. Is it's really cool looking. It's very quirky. It kind of reminds them of maybe Mini Fiat Five Hundred. Or even the the new smart number one so it's really got personality and character and quirkiness about it uh, which which gets us even more excited about and, this product and what struck me about sitting in it was the quality the quality is really really exceptional yeah now, and I, I wouldn't use that word lightly it's exceptional yeah. and so and we, we've had guests over the last number of weeks on the podcast talking about this sort of chinese invasion in, in a good way when it comes to evs this is one of the finest examples we'll see for some time now, obviously, first things first. It, are, you know, are people going to have any difficulty adapting to this car, or is it a is it a car that you know people coming from an ICE vehicle are going to adapt into very very quickly? Yeah, I think Paddy, it'll be a home from home experience for most. So size wise, it's that of a Golf. So it's very spacious, except it's taller. So it's very spacious. It's got the five star end cap. It's got the five year unlimited mileage warranty. Uh, or I have a European head office in Munich. That's no coincidence because they have a joint venture with BMW. So the vehicle is being steered and shaped by um, European automotive professionals who are, who are basically who've helped deliver this standard of product. But it, but as you say, it's the premiumness and the, and the execution of, of the product that really sets it apart from your pack. Really, really high quality premium EV. And finally, Ed, when can people start to A, test drive one and B, purchase one? So the, the vehicles are, as we speak, on the high seeds and they're due to touch down in very early December. So expect to be in a position to test drive these vehicles uh, from some point in early December onwards. And we're joined now by Pat Ryan, who is Managing Director of IMI Ireland. You've got a bit of a winner on your hand here, I think, Pat. Obviously, it's difficult to get too excited about a car from your point of view, from a business perspective, before it comes. But look, tell us some of the nuts and bolts that you can share with us about a uh, number of vehicles that you, you'll have. You know, you might want to get into actual numbers, but is firstly with this or a funky cat how is supply going to be 
It's been, uh, it, it's actually a, an unusual situation, uh, Paddy, for, for us, I suppose. Firstly, by the way, thank you for coming to, to, to visit us here. The production is actually is the easy part, actually. It's shipping is, is, is proven to be a little, little bit more complex, uh, but we expect to have over 500 cars here on the ground in January. Uh, we're going down the traditional kind of dealer route. We feel it's, it's a new brand. You know, customers will want to, to come in and, you know, um, uh, you know, purchase touch off and of, feel kind of well, yeah, yeah, touch and feel, drive the car, and deal with kind of a, you know, very reputable kind of dealer, dealer, uh, dealer, de- dealers that we're going to appoint. So we have a, we will have a dealer appointed um, in 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 Dublin, uh, probably before Christmas, and maybe in, uh, and hopefully Cork as well, and then Galway will follow very early in, in in January. Do you have an idea as yet as to what a you know right sizing looks like in terms of of dealer network? We will start with with three three dealers um, and three again just Dublin Cork Galway and then we will start to once we understand where the the you know the the sales rate and the and the and you know how many cars we can get in we will we will review it then maybe in the second half of, of next year but really I suppose we've we've partnered up with three very very high caliber household household names uh, that people would be familiar with and, and trust and and have been doing business for for many many years in their locality so you know we will. Um, we we feel confident that with the 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 fantastic you know car that 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 is your funky cat and the very reputable dealer network that we should uh, we should have a good year next year. So can we expect more products coming uh, from from yourselves in terms of Aura or other brands coming? Um, we are look, we are I suppose look, we're 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 just focusing I suppose at at the moment just trying to get you know get the the the, the dealerships open and uh, and and getting all the 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 technical stuff kind of uh, sorted in, in in the background. I mean, look, the the Iron Group obviously have uh, responsible for for the Subaru uh, franchise in 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 in, uh, in Ireland, and it's something that you know we're very anxious and very excited about getting the um, you know the, our new models launched there. And, well. and just on that, the, the news is the Saltera SUV is coming as well very soon. That's correct. Yeah, it is actually it has actually landed, um, and we are it will be start of sales in 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 January again through our through our existing uh, Subaru network. So exciting times ahead for. The Irish market, because you know we've seen the arrival of MG. Now we're seeing Great Wall with the Aura Funky Cat, and certainly they didn't tell me explicitly, but it does seem like they will have some more product coming our way as well. We've been out to Harris uh, Distribution as well, out in the Nice Road, and we've seen some amazing products. What, what did we see a couple of weeks ago? I can't remember the name. You might remember. Oh, it was the the Mifa, wasn't there? Um, and then we saw the Maxxis pickup truck as well, both all electric. These are stunning machines, and we're, we're going to see those in a few weeks' time. But that's that's really exciting. I love the Mifa. That was yeah. amazing. I know, and only a prototype as well. We were sitting in one of the armchairs, you would have to call it, in the back, weren't you? I mean, they're not they're not seats. They're armchairs, and the screen was still in Chinese, wasn't it? I suppose to describe it, it would be like those vehicles that you would see Westlife being hurried away from a concert in traditionally would have been some sort of Mercedes V-Class or Volkswagen Caraval but this was an electric vehicle very futuristic looking big battery big electric motor and huge comfortable armchairs in the back and the best of technology now but this is a hundred thousand euro vehicle but coming our way very soon yeah I can't I can't wait to get our, our hands on this um, and uh, you know we can ferry each other around in ultimate luxury <laughs> what uh, are you driving at the moment I picked up the Polestar 2 yesterday, so I have that for a few weeks now. Um, 
uh, special project going on with that, which I'm really excited about. But it's it's a stunning car, and also I've got the the version of that Polestar too, is the long range dual motor with the the plus pack on it. So I have the panoramic roof and um, the Harman Kardon sound system. But I've got 300 kilowatts, so you know, give or take 400 horsepower in this paddy. Uh, all wheel drive. This thing is stuck to the road. It's uh, as a driver's car. It's just superb. And we're heading to Waterford on Thursday to uh, try out two different types of vehicles. Yeah, this is this is going to be exciting. Um, so we have uh, electric scooters coming up. That should be a, a bit of fun there. And then also the trip down itself. We're going to get a video out of this because we've got a couple of exciting cars to, to face off on the trip down. Yeah, the Kia EV6 GT. Now, what is that, you might ask? Well, that is Kia's ultimate expression of their EV6. A performance-biased, performance-based Kia EV6. And quite a thing, but quite a price. It's just bonkers. I mean, you know, a Kia that's approaching €100,000, what is that? You know, a Kia that can beat something like a Ferrari in the quarter-mile race, what? (laughs) This just doesn't make sense. Well, a Kia that's, you know, what is this, 85,000 euro would have been absolutely laughable three years ago, but no one is laughing now. Now, it's a lot of money for a Kia. It is. It's a lot of money for any car. Yeah, I, I, I just don't fully agree with you on that one, Paddy. Not to say that you're wrong, but, you, <laughs> you know, it does seem strange. And to say that it's an 85,000 euro Kia, you go, yeah, no, that's that's just silly. That That's ridiculous. But what else can do what that Kia does? I mean, it's got, you know, 500 litres of space in the back, five adults comfortably, goes to 100 kilometres an hour in 3.5 seconds. Like, what do you have to spend to get something else that can keep up with that? And then you're like, ooh, 85 is a bargain. Yeah, I I know. It's not that I I'm picking on the Kia brand as such. It's just, do you need to spend that much money when a fifty five sixty grand EV will go very very fast? And I'm talking about within its own range. Yeah, a nicely spec EV six is not a slow car. No, I fully agree with you when you're framing it like that. You know, absolutely, it's ridiculous. And even the Polestar two that I have is a full second slower but it's still too fast really you know because I love the Pulsar 2 I'm unashamedly a fanboy of the Pulsar 2 but I would buy the entry level car with a few bits and bobs on it yeah I'd be totally happy now maybe I'm just getting boring in my old age but how much power do you need on a public road you can't even use it. I, I noticed there, when you're, you're out in the poster, you want to merge onto a motorway, let's say. So you're, you're, you're carrying 60, 70 kilometers there. You plant your foot, and in about two and a half, three seconds, you've lost your license. I mean, you know, what's the point? Like, you, when you, you put your foot to the floor, and by the time you've pressed it, you're already up to 120, and you have to ease off again, you know? Okay, we will be back next week. We will have a, a pack show next week uh, where, amongst other things, we will be bringing you updates from how we get on in Waterford with our electric scooter adventure. We will talk you through the latest cars we've been driving, but we also will have plenty more. So that's it. Follow us on all of our social platforms, be it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or even on TikTok. And of course, do subscribe to us, A, on our YouTube channel, and B, wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening.